We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Light Years. Andy Lou, before we start, we do have one thing to say. This is no longer the Light Years postgame show. It is the Pacific Catch postgame show. Let's Official, go! Officially sponsoring the Light Years podcast. I can't think of a better better place to sponsor us because like you you and I were talking about like where's our favorite takeout spot in the Bay Area? It's always Pacific Catch. You know, here's the thing about Pacific Catch that I love. It's got a full bar. It's got a full <laughs> bar. It's got games for TVs. Also, it's got a, a huge selection of uh, of food. You get your sushi platters. You get your burgers. You get your ba- like literally anything that you want. Uh, also, downtown San Mateo. You know, you know me now, Sam. I'm in the peninsula, so it's good for me. It's ten minutes away. Pacific you know? Catch, baby. You can hit up the spots in the city. You can hit up Walnut Creek in the East Bay. You got Corte mm-hmm. Madera in Marin. I mean, they got locations all over. And yeah, nothing better than going to a restaurant where there's something for everyone, too. So anyway, there you go. Pacific Catch postgame show. They're going to be sponsoring us going forward. We're extremely excited about it. Uh, far more excited about that than the Golden <laughs> State Warriors. <laughs> Uh, the worst game of the season so, so far? Do we think it's the worst game of the season? The Warriors lose to the Miami Heat final score 116-109 Definitely disappointing because when you and I saw that they got the day off on Halloween in South Beach I was thinking sounds like a loss but they came out with appropriate win energy and they played with appropriate win energy the whole way through. So for them to not come through with it, yeah. at least at, on the most basic level, highly disappointing. I, I yeah, I guess I take that back. Losing to losing to Charlotte and uh <laughs> and uh Detroit back to back is uh is pretty bad. And in those teams, they didn't really have a chance tonight. It felt like it felt like the Warriors are gonna win tonight. It, it felt like um this game felt like the the game that uh, it was a Denver or it was another team that they kind of just probably should have won and just didn't down the stretch. 
gosh, the Warriors are three and five right now, and they've lost so many games now. I've lost track of of the games that they've actually lost. This this is frustrating. That's a good comment by Will Quillen. It's um, it does feel a little bit like when you and I sat across from each other watching those Kelly Oubre Warriors, asking oh. ourselves every show. We asked ourselves every show. Do you remember? We asked ourselves, was this the most frustrating loss of the season, or and it, it's kind of feeling that way. It is, and so. Let's start there. They're three and five. How concerned? Walk me through your concern versus annoyed level. Annoyed is they're just playing below their capabilities, and I hate watching this. Concerned is you think it's a bigger trend, and you're you know you're a little worried that it's going to continue for an extended period of time. It's a uh, it's a very long basketball season, Sam. But I'm getting more concerned than annoyed. Uh, You're three and five. At one and two or one and three, I think I'm okay with that. That's fine. You can still rip off three in a row. The Warriors can rip off eight in a row right now. It's not wouldn't surprise me. But you start banking these losses, even if it's an 82 game season, not great. And this is with the Warriors vets playing back to backs. This is with guys that are healthy. They've played all the games so far outside of Clay, not playing one game, right? So it's not like they're do they're not. It's not like they're three and five and Draymond hasn't played yet. It's not like they're three and five and Steph has been out for half the game. They're three and five with the whole team. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So uh, one quick call out. We are going to get to the goons uh, in ten minutes, maybe fifteen. So if you want to call in, by all means, hop in. We're going to go first come first serve. Uh, appreciate everyone. But getting back to Andy's point, um, let let's talk starters versus bench because I feel like that's a big mm. thing. Are they getting enough from their starters in general? Um, because I think we all agree the bench is a problem, and we could talk about the specific problems of the bench, and we're about to do that. But let's start with the starters because we haven't got enough into that one. Are they getting enough from their starters? If we're talking about this game, I thought they got more than enough in the first half, and then in crunch time, they, they blew it, right? Uh, they're playing a good team. They're playing a team that probably should have been in the NBA Finals. They were one shot away from making being in the NBA Finals, so... I don't, I don't, I'm not that concerned about them losing the game with five minutes to go, but they set the tone in the first quarter. Uh, they were pretty good to start the third, and then they fall apart the last five minutes of the game. I think the problem is, if you talk about all eight games, Sam, is that they're having to do way too much. The only time that I'm comfortable with this team right now going to the bench is when the starters have them up by 15, and I do think that's asking a lot right now. You just look at the way Fitz and Kalena were talking about the game. Fitz was literally, and a lot of this is Fitz, you can tell. He's just like, if they hang on to the six-point lead going into the fourth, they're going to be fine. And you're just like, when you talk like that, that's loser mentality talk. When you talk like, when you talk. That's when you know, that's when you know there's a problem with the team. Where it's just like, I would just, just need to not shit ourselves. So Steph and Draymond and Clay and, you know, Wiggins and Looney, shout out Wiggins and Looney for getting into that rarefied air, can save us. That's like literally the way they're broadcasting the yep. whole thing yep. right now. Um, I think there's a larger discussion to be had around Clay, but any way you want to slice it, when you look at the box score, which Tim's pulling up right now, actually, oh, it's up right now. Nice. Yep. Um, every starter, positive plus minus. Even with them getting cold at the end of the game, those guys still won their minutes the whole way through. I think Steph played a phenomenal game. I think Spolstra, Spolstra tried to do everything but make him a scorer. He countered with five 
with sorry with 13 assists generally dominated the game because he's the best player on the court between both teams um wiggins he had a disappointing weekend right back to who he was before that i thought wiggins was easily the second best warrior draymond all over the place looney all over the place clay actually was good for most of the game he was just disappointing in that last five minute stint yeah um in general are you concerned with clay because he's had a really subpar start to the season and his we didn't even really talk too heavily about it but his comments towards charles barkley like let you know he's a little in his head about it um but i thought he played well tonight up until the fourth quarter and it felt like it feels like he's close to turning yeah. his way yeah. out of it i'm with you uh, the guy i'm least concerned about if we're ta- if we're ranking guys we're concerned about tonight uh, clay is probably the well, last on the list um unless you tell me Andy, do you think Clay's going to get back to Hornet? I'm going to tell you, yeah, I mean, that's concerning. He may not get there, but you watch this game, and at the very least, he gets back to who he was in June, probably in the next week or so. That, so that's that's not an issue for me. Uh, the dumb shots that he took at the end, he just took two quick pop shots. Like, dude, we've seen that since day one of watching Clay Thompson. That's not that's not anything special. We've seen him make those shots. We've seen the Warriors win playoff games and series because he's made those shots, right? Not surprising to me. The shot that Jimmy Butler makes out of at the end, tough shot. I mean, just a really tough shot by a really, really good basketball player. So I think Clay Thompson, not someone I'm concerned about uh, if I'm Warriors fan. Yeah. Um, I don't really want to go deeper into the starters things. So I think we got to get to the – I got the nothing for that, the starters. Yeah, Sam, I got nothing for the I starters. I think we got to get to the get to what it is. Are you concerned over the depth, or do you think it will pan out over time? Because let me read some numbers for you right now. Oh, boy. Jermichael Green was minus 22. James Wiseman in nine minutes and really didn't get to play much. He played we'll two minutes in the second it. half. We'll minus nine. Mm-hmm. Ty Jerome, minus eight. Jordan Poole, minus 23. Moses Moody, minus eight. It's single game plus minus. I don't want to hear from anyone telling me it doesn't matter. Blah, blah, blah. It's, we're, we're officially up to eight games now, and this is the opposite of last year's team. Last year's team, I felt like they had some 2015 depth and you felt very confident about the depth the whole way through. This feels a lot more like last year, two years ago's team where it's like, I feel confident with the main guys and I don't trust anyone off the bench. And tonight was a perfect example of that Uh, Miami made all their runs against the second unit. And then all it took was, you know, Clay getting cold in his last stint. That's it. That's that's how they won the game. That's it. They took advantage of the second unit all game, and then it was uh, you know a single possession game. And when it's a single possession game, it's kind of about who can just hit a shot, right? Yeah. And uh, this is not. I mean, you're talking about one game, but the issues from this bench is. I mean, we let's just talk about the last three games, right? I mean, just it's the same for all. So I have a couple thoughts. I will start with Jordan Poole, who was really bad tonight. Really, really, really bad, and. I think now the funny part is he's getting called for the carries, which by the way, I've talked about. Uh, I always feel bad talking about it because nobody calls carries. You're such a traditionalist on that. You're just like, <laughs> my friends, my friends call, they, they're like, dude, why are you snitching? Like, dude, it's 2022. Nobody gives a fuck, right? But, uh, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just saying those are all carries. Uh, the rest called them, which, dude, like, I, when have they ever, when have they ever done that? I, I don't actually, I'm that's not where, actually that's where, I, that's where I'm at. 80, 80 out of 82 games, that's not a carry. Like, what are we doing here, refs? Like, <laughs> like why are you calling that in today of all days, right? Um, second part about 
Jordan Poole is that I feel like he is not getting to play the style that he gets to play because of the people around him. Uh, and I'm, I'm talking specifically about Wiseman. Whenever, and I talked about this on last part, whenever Jordan Poole has to play with Wiseman, it feels like he has to adjust from who's who he has been last season. What made him so good is that he can just fly and play up and down. And you know what the other thing was? Poole's an atrocious defender. If you put four defenders around him or at least four smart guys around him, it protects Jordan Poole, right? So you let him do what he does best, which is score, be creative. And then you hide him a little bit on offense. The Warriors did this with Steph for years early on in his career. And then Steph became an MVP level offensive player. Defense didn't matter as much. So I, I do think, you know, Poole was bad tonight. But at the same time, I don't know if he's put in a great position right now off the bench to be that guy to say like, hey, carry the bench offensively uh, because of the guys around him. Friend of the show, Steve Kerr, with a quote post game from CJ Holmes. I thought we played well enough to win. We didn't close the game. Uh, when I read this, I'll go first. When I read this, it feels like he's trying to protect the second unit because he's once again blaming the starters for not closing the game. And I, I mean, objectively, it's true. Uh, Clay, Clay missed shots he should hit down the stretch. And it was kind of a tie game, and you expect your stars to come through with it. But anyway, you slice it. When you take a big picture view at this game and really the entire season, the issue is the second unit. They don't have anyone they can count on. Last year, they could count on GP2. They could count on Otto Porter. They could count on a handful of guys. They had lineup combinations that they trusted that made sense. It made Jordan Poole look good. It made other players play well. Right now, it's... I mean, he's playing a lot of Ty Jerome, and honestly, he should play more. <laughs> like, <laughs> like how I like Ty Jerome. It, two years ago, I'd be like, "Why are you playing a uh, two-way guy that much?" Or like even last year, that sort of stuff. Ty Jerome should be the seventh or eighth man off the bench right now because he's the seventh or best player on this team right now, and that is fundamentally the issue going on. Yeah, uh, it, it makes the Warriors play two different games. It makes them, it fumbles the rhythm. You can just look at them and it's not fun to watch. It's not fun to watch. It's very hard. Uh, but let's be also be very clear uh, about the James Wiseman stuff. He was really bad in the first half. Uh, they almost immediately gave up like a 15-0 run. In the first half, Steve Kerr makes the adjustment and says, you know what, you're going to play only with the starters. And he looked good because you're playing with three Hall of Famers. Uh, quite possibly the best trio in NBA history. I mean, I would assume anybody would look good in those situations. And then Steve Kirk took him out when the when the rest of the bench came in. And, and I thought the bench was better. They still gave up some shots. Again, Jamaico Green wasn't great tonight. I don't think he's been good at all this season. Uh, but I, I do think Steve's trying to make some adjustments. The, the last thing I'll say on this point is Kaminga, man. He didn't play tonight again. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo's out for another week. He's the two-way wing that if you're developing a player that plays a warrior style, Kaminga's that guy. He's that guy you have to throw out there and see. It's just, that's my opinion, Sam. He has, he, you got to give him a shot. You got to give him a shot because he's going to be able to, to defend. He's not going to be able to muck it up and be that bad defensively. I just, I want to see that guy play versus what we're seeing right now with, with someone like Wiseman, who you only play like nine, 10 minutes. But I'd rather those minutes go to someone like Kaminga. To your point, Steve Kerr on James Wiseman. 
improved stint in the third quarter. James Vance bounced back really well. This is all part of it for him. And I don't necessarily disagree with you. I think my main takeaway here is they're putting so much emotional energy into making Wiseman functional that they've ruined Kuminga in the process. And they haven't actually ruined him. Like he could bounce back from it, but like the cost of creating this system to make Wiseman comfortable and succeed is Kuminga no longer plays. So that's one thing right there. And that, and that's, that's problematic. It's like when, when you're watching it, it's he was the worst player in the first half. And in the second half, he was passable for two minutes until Steve took him off the floor because he wanted to put other guys on the floor. I, I don't want to kill the guy every time, but it just feels like they make they jump through hoops to make him successful. They jump through hoops to make him feel decent. And I'm sitting here and I'm going, this team won the title. They have one of the five to 10 best players of all time. They're contending for another title. Why is so much emotional energy and everything being spent on this one player when, like you, I'm I'm sitting here, I'm going, look, Kuminga could also be a bust. He could also not be a good player. But when I look at him, I'm like, I'm curious because he does profile like one of those wings that the Warriors love to throw out there in playoff series. And it's just... um, it's very clear what they're doing. They're trying very hard to put Wiseman in a position to succeed so that they can build him up. And, and I don't know, I don't know if it's worth it because they're three and five right now and it's early in the season, but there's cost to all these things. There's cost to Kuminga not getting minutes. There's cost to other players not getting put into positions of success, such as Jordan Poole as you mentioned, and we can keep going down it, but it's, you know, I'm skeptical of this approach because I fundamentally believe if a player is actually that transcendent, they don't need to be coddled like this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, El basketball TV, we're throwing some comments up, which, which love, love YouTube live. Cause we can do this throwing some comments up. He has one or, or she has one about, uh, why aren't you guys talking about the fourth? Uh, why, why are we talking about Wiseman? Because uh, I don't. I'm not worried. <laughs> not worried about the Warriors in the first fourth quarter. You give me this scenario in the fourth quarter where it's a tie game and and you get Steph and and Clay and Draymond uh, in a tie game with five minutes to go. I'm taking those guys. <laughs> what we just saw them win a title in Boston doing that. Why would I be worried? Well, now what I am worried about is how this rest of the team is going to develop players and function the rest of this 82-game season because that's the that's a part that's not sustainable, right? Literally, word for word, what you just said, Sam, I agree with because it's getting very frustrating with that. It's also, and it's also not about him. It's very, it's very hard for a it's team. Never, it's never about any individual. It's always it, about like in the context of the team. Come on, man. Yeah, and it's hard for everyone to play basketball mm-hmm. that way. I, I look at the Nets lost again tonight. <laughs> Let's let's lost to the Bulls tonight. They were up big and they lost. The Lakers won the first game. Darvin Ham was crying. That's how that's how sad that's how sad sack they are. They were own five won a game and the coach is crying. It's pathetic. And those teams are the way they are because to me they they just don't play well as a team. They've got talent. It's not like they don't have talent, but they have no idea how to play with each other. They have no idea how to play defense. And when you watch this Warriors team, I still think they're going to be in the postseason and they're going to be a lot better than they are right now, which I don't think. Uh, Lakers and Nets get there. I think the Warriors get there because they have a stronger foundation. But man, 
there are a lot of times where you look at this team and you're like, yeah, they don't know how to play with each other. And this guy is why. And that guy is why. And you look at, you put all these guys together, all of a sudden you're throwing out these lineups that, dude, are you surprised that they suck? <laughs> and you can say you're developing, but you're three and five. You're three and five. Yeah. You're developing then, I guess. <laughs> three and five. Want to throw this out for everyone who's trying to come on the show. We officially have too long a queue, which is good. Oh, there you go. Once we get to the caller segment, right. once someone go, once someone comes off, that's the time you request to come on. Um, I want to talk about this, and then we're getting to the goons. Okay. Officially, it's we're about to officially have a good goon section. Yes, I've been I've been dying for this. You know, in our hearts, it hurts to get away from true. Spotify Live because. The goon, the goon segments were the best of the best. Yes, they are. But we're gonna get there with YouTube. We know we we trust the goons. We know you're coming mm. through. Mm. All right, friend of the show, Brian Windhorse. Oh boy, um, says Jakob Pertle. Correct pronunciation, just to be clear. Yeah, uh, is a he trade did. candidate. Uh, Andy, a little early in the season for trade stuff, but I want to ask you: Do you think the Warriors? need to look for a trade do you think do you think they should be looking for a trade is it too early do you feel like we're gonna inevitably get up there um let me know your thoughts because i feel like it's a good jump off point for this conversation i want to talk about two things yeah i love this one i want to talk about two things one warriors would never make a trade they are not getting him so that's 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 not november 1st i know that not not anytime uh because that's the warriors do Number two, can I talk about Jakob Hurdle, the player? Uh, because I love him. Because I think he's great. He's my type of player. Uh, so if he's my type of player, I know he's Steve Kerr's type of player. Uh, <laughs> I think he's a uh, superb, he has great hands, great finisher, very smart, good passer. Like, I think good enough defender. He's not terrible. Good defender, big seven-footer, can even shoot a little bit. But when you talk about, like, let's be very clear. When you talk, because bigs in the Warriors offense have have kind of, like, specific roles that are different from, a lot of other leagues, you're not going to be a rim runner guy. But when you talk about him being the the playing the role as the as the mid post guy that makes the pass to uh to uh to the to the to the, oh, I the weak, to weak side, yeah, weak to, side. to weak Wiggins side. By the way, cut, Wiggins had, oh like Wiggins had an incredible yeah. one today. But uh, that, Proto can do that in a sleep. I mean, just in a sleep, that guy would be a perfect fit with the Warriors. I can see him and Looney just playing 24 minutes of center together easily. Well, 40, because Draymond would play the rest. But those guys would easily uh, play that center position. They'd be great. I think the Warrior it would shore up the Warriors bench and pretty much one straight move and, and make things a lot easier. They wouldn't have to change the way they play. I just think Jacoperto is a perfect, perfect Warriors player. All that being said, not happening, even though I wish the Warriors would think about it. <laughs> I, the Warriors, first off, no one makes trades before like January. So th- get that out the window. Um, it was more of, I saw that. I know he's a Warriors player. I know they've pursued him in the past. And I know Andy loves him because that's, that's who Andy thinks he is when he plays pickup. Um, <laughs> but like, most importantly, it's just like in the context of the second unit not working, you know, last year, everything worked. Even when they got a little injured, it didn't totally make sense to make a trade unless it was a home run. I don't know that this is the same roster, so it's something we're gonna have to we're gonna have to pay attention to. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think we got to take it to the goons. We got oh. we got an official we got an official line. Link is in the chat. Click on it if you cannot join. Wait until someone leaves the stage. You can come next. Goon segment on post game light years. Very hyped right now. <laughs> Been waiting all season for this. This is that's what I'm talking about right here. Who's got first? Hey, oh, see not- you. Not, see you, We should have went. We should have went to Ryan first. We, this is we, the problem. We tried to get cute with the lineup. The yeah. analytics said it's a lefty. We got to get. We got to get uh, Vic at the top of the lineup. Can't do it. Don't trust the numbers. Go full Dombrowski. It's working for the Phillies. Just just go with your leadoff hitter. Um, oh, <laughs> nice, Mick. Okay, uh, we'll get you back up here. But Ryan, what's going on, bro? Uh, first off, not concerned at all about Clay. He looks like 90% of Clay Thompson on defense, which is the most encouraging thing. He'll make shots. What I wanted to see out of Clay was his movement early in the season. He looks absolutely phenomenal. And secondly, what do you guys think the message of letting Wiseman make sense to Kaminga? Because Kaminga does half the shit that Wiseman does in a game, and he's sitting on the bench for 10 games. So I was just thinking, like, what does what message does that send to Kaminga? Because he's a guy who needs structure and needs to be out there and playing to understand the offense. But he makes one mistake and he's on the bench for 10 games. I agree. Let me um, let me take this one, because this is my biggest pet peeve. There is this idea that Kuminga is too cocky and Wiseman's kind of like shy. Right. And so because of that, you want to build up Wiseman. And, you know, you can give Kuminga tough love. And part of me wonders if that's not just like the most like lame kind of like amateur hour psychology. And it's unfair. Like Kuminga could be cocky and carry himself and wear like a pink tracksuit into a game and do that sort of stuff. But he's still very young and doesn't understand how to play basketball. And if you're not giving him the space to figure it out. It's not like he's going to figure out on his own just because he's, you know, kind of bombastic and confident himself. And Wiseman, just because he is, uh, let's just say, more reserved and shyer about this stuff, uh, you're not helping him by not showing him tough love from time to time if he's not playing the right way. My point is, I don't agree with the idea that, like, the best way to coach them is, is that way. And maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, the coaching staff would know much better than me, but it does feel like Kuminga is getting the short of the stick here a little bit. Yeah. I just, I just feel like 
He's a guy who's who has proof of concept, especially in the regular season. And we need young legs who could especially run in transition. Especially right now, we just look slow in transition, both on offense and defense. And that's what Kaminga provides, frankly, is another threat in transition to play off Steph's gravity. And he's just not getting burned because we need to see what Wiseman is. And it's just been an issue. And I feel like cutting Kaminga out is just not the play to see what Wiseman is. Yeah, it's not worth I, it. I They don't have – they can't play both of them at the same time. And then Kaminga – you can't play Kaminga at the four full time right now in the Warrior system. Kaminga's a five, and the and the thing is for me, it's like I'd rather see the Warriors play him at the five because or Jermichael Green at the five and Kaminga at the four because that style just fits the Warriors better. Mick, what's up? What's up, man? Hey guys, how's it going? Been a while. Uh, been se- a while. Second try, must better. There we what's go. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, been a while, but um, I'm back. We're back. Um, I've been, you know, a bit sad um, with what's happening, but um, I guess like, um, what if like, obviously, like this is not going to happen. But um, what if like we, um, it sucks. But how about like we sit Clay? um be the sixth man um i don't know like if you guys talked about this but um what do you think about that just to try it out huh i guess why my my question would be why why would you do that change things up jp's um for me like jp's playing better with um starters yeah i Sam, go ahead. You want to go? Yeah, I was going to say my my biggest issue with it is um, an issue is not even the right word because I agree with you. I think JP should potentially close over Clay or be a higher priority to close. My biggest issue is Clay, if he's struggling, it's better to put him around Stefan Wiggins where he has to do less and can kind of play off of them than moving him to the bench. Um that's just kind of that's that's my thought on it a little bit, but I do I I think more important than moving him to the bench is shortening his leash. If you think he's actively hurting your team, you just got to shorten his leash a little bit. I actually thought the Warriors should have should have benched. I mean, if you're talking about benching someone, I thought they should have played Looney at the end. Um, whether that be bench Clay or, or bench Pool, I thought Pool was worse tonight, so I would have benched him. Um, but that that's that's what I would have done. All right, next man or next person, next goon up. Lee, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? Uh, oh. First time caller, day one listener. Um, they played okay defensively today, but early in the season, they've had struggles defensively. How much of it is because of Mike Brown's departure? Hmm. Hmm. It's an interesting. It's an interesting point, Andy. What do you think? I don't. Okay, so what I thought Mike Brown did that was really cool last season was he would play pretty pretty intricate defensive schemes, uh, at least from my perspective. They would throw multiple defensive plays into uh into 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 one possession. They would go from zone to man, man to zone. They would they would try different types of pick and roll coverages with different type of players. They were able to do that because they had veterans at pretty much every position. As much as I made fun of Damian Lee, he could do that. As yes. much as I actually, I like JTA. JTA could definitely do that, right? Uh, Otto Porter, again, could do that. So I just think the personnel makes that easier. Uh, Kenny Atkinson now coaches defense, I believe, Sam. Correct me if I'm wrong. And we know that Kenny Atkinson's a very good coach. So 
I don't think it's Brown's departure. I think it's more so, dude. Like we love Moses. Jalen's also involved in the yeah. game planning. But yeah, yeah, they they don't they don't have the guys. They don't have the goods. <laughs> What's that? That's they, they that's where I'm at with it. It's um, GP two is a game changer on defense when he's healthy. Right. Uh, Otto yeah. Porter is a phenomenal situational defender and maybe better than Jamichael. Definitely oh, better than certainly. Wiseman. Yeah. Um, and then as you mentioned. Damian Lee and Juan just don't get enough credit because, um, you know, they're, they're not flashy. They're kind they're of just the not offensive guy. players, right? But right now we're seeing that, hey, on defense, whew. there's just a difference between a 28-year-old role player who understands how to play and can do can do enough things. Right. And, um, you know, some of the, you know, Ty Jerome's been excellent for the Warriors and probably exceeded everyone's expectations, but, like, He's not going to be able to do what those guys do on defense. So it's a personnel thing. It's 100% a personnel But thing. even so, they could use more Ty Jerome's, actually. Now that you mentioned Probably, that, Ty Jerome yeah. would have been a perfect – if they had three more Ty Jerome's on this team, not that type of player, but that type of IQ, they'd be fine. They, they'd probably be five and three at the very least. But, you know, yeah. they're not. And the vets All aren't right. playing well. So, no. Elliot, what's up, man? Hey, can you hear me? We, we can hear you. What's up, bro? Yeah, so you already answered the Clay Thompson question, but how much should we be worried that Jordan Poole's not taking the next step? What's the next step? Like, I don't know, just making a little improvement over last year. Okay. Um, Samuel. So here's what I think. Uh, Jordan had a bad game today. He also was out of his mind versus Detroit for half that game. Um, I think it speaks more towards kind of the the lack of depth on the roster. Like I, I don't, it feels lame to keep going back to it, but like Jordan is an exceptional score, three level score, a special score, um, a pretty good playmaker, an okay playmaker in the process. He's not not necessarily an all around player. After that, that player makes a lot of sense in the context of a more well-rounded lineup, a more balanced lineup. And I just feel like the Warriors are, they're, man, God, it really does sound like two years ago. Like they're trying to, they're trying to do multivariable calculus with a bunch of algebra, pre-algebra players, you know, oh, I mean, like it, it, addition, maybe, maybe like adding two digits. How many, how many guys on this roster do you think are capable of playing Warriors basketball right now? Like obviously you, the starters, yeah. then you got Jordan Poole after that. Do you think Wiseman can carry over the one? Do you think he knows? You think, like I'm, I'm freaking serious. Like the guy, uh, like what on earth? I, I'm. I agree. I agree. And even Moses Moody, who I love, you know, he struggles defensively. He's not. He's not fast enough. He's he's slow right now. Right. And hopefully he'll he'll get there. But right now he's just a smart defender. But he's not a good defender. No, he's he's just closer than some of the other guys. Yeah, is really what it comes down to. Yeah, Sheku, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, guys? There we go. Hey. So, so yeah, obviously today was really frustrating. And it's funny, I was um, chatting with a bunch of um, another Warriors fan group, and they are like, oh, we got to they gotta think about making a trade. And it's one of those things where, you, y'all mentioned it earlier, we got to just ride or die with this, basically, and they got to develop the team. And But I'm just like, even if, let, let's just say, um, Lakeup changed his mind and wanted to go into um, – wanted to uh to go into the trade market and try and get something it's just like 
what could we even what could we even get because it's just like the dude's got to check so many boxes in order to justify trading because i assume the only thing we have to trade really are the, are the young guys who are lottery picks and moody and, and so it's just like all right so they got to play they got to be able to to be um either a combo forward and play some small ball center they have to be good enough to start um they got to have a good iq they got to be able to score or shoot it's just like it just feels like th this um this person that we're looking to save us is like basically the only person i can think of think of is like bam who isn't available but it's just like <laughs> could y'all even think of anybody I else actually, who would even make sense to to trade um to trade our assets for i actually feel a little different on you on this one so the question is are you willing to give up upside because right now Wiseman and Kuminga are mystery boxes. You know, it's like, Oh, Jakob Pertle, he's a good player, but Wiseman, he could be anything. He could be, he could be David Robinson. He could be a boat. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You get where I'm going with this. So it comes down to, are you willing to kind of be like, look, he's got some potential, but I think it's more likely than not. He's not going to be the best player in the league and embarrass me. And I'm just going to trade him because Jakob Pertl, who will never be an all-star, he just he's just a solid fucking player. And he's just going to be like a good player for you for the next five years. Um, that makes more sense in the context of what I'm trying to do with Steph Curry and with Clay Thompson, those guys. Um, I feel like that's the question the Warriors have to answer because right now they 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 think they can do everything. They think they can they have their core who can compete for a title, and then they're going to develop David Robinson and Kawhi Leonard. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's one of those things where they have to make a determination of how how much they believe that. Uh, because if it was up to me, I don't actually think this team needs a lot to be the favorite no. again. I think they just need I think they need 20 minutes per game off the bench they trust uh at maybe two different positions. I you got you got pool, you know you trust him. Um Dante and uh, Jamichael, it's it's to be seen. Um, if if you could get me another twenty minute per game stud that I trust off the bench, I feel pretty decent about that. Plus Moody being um, like we're we're close to a full playoff rotation for healthy. If the playoffs started today, is James Wiseman and Jonathan Kaminga in the playoff rotation? No, and that's the not point. even close. Yeah, right? not even close. If but the problem is the Warriors have got to get to the postseason where they're not the freaking seven seed. And I know it's too early. It's too early. The Warriors All are like right, two right, games right, back from the one seed. seed so. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. Right. But again, they're only one or two games back from the one seed, right? And and a lot of these teams in the West are like, what are we talking? Portland? Everyone, everyone's everyone's 500 except for Come the Blazers on. who are destroying everyone. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. So it's, it's well, a the very Warriors are long currently season. The seed. They are the 12 seed. It's a long season. Comments are, are telling me to, to F off. It's true. It's a long season. I'm just saying that season starts today. Those guys aren't playing. The Warriors will be fine. But uh, to your point, though, can we see if Kaminga can play? Yeah. Rotation? yeah, yeah that's, that's, you know, can we find out? Because I think he can. I think he can. He can play 15 minutes. Jay Prez, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, guys? I enjoy the show. Hey, but... Is it me or do we keep doing the same thing every one of these games, like putting the whole bench in and we're getting behind <laughs> and then 
Steph and Draymond and Clay have to come in and climb uphill to get them back into the game. I mean, it, it's really ridiculous to me. I mean, I think personally they should uh, at least have two or three of the starters in with these guys and kind of get them acclimated to the to the system and how the Warriors play with, with those guys out there kind of uh, being uh, in-game coaches or whatever you may call it. Um, but just dumping the whole bench out there for like the whole middle of the quarter is, and we, we keep doing it and we keep getting the same result. It just makes no sense to me. Um, but my question, I have a question for you guys. So <laughs> do you think, uh, Wiseman, um, cause I look back at how he played in the, in the bubble, um, he he was he was looking really good. I mean, he was going rim to rim, dunking a couple of times, um, and I think he's kind of. It seemed like he's kind of being held you, back. You mean, you mean in the pandemic season because he didn't play? Yeah. Football. Okay. I yes. know what he's saying. I'm sorry. Okay. During the during the no during no, the no worries. Just I just want to clar- clarify. So, do you think he he should? I don't know. It just seems like he's kind of being held back a little bit because he's trying to you know play the word style. Obviously. Yeah, He's a he's a talented, athletic, you know, dude's a beast. I mean, we saw him a couple of games he played in college or whatever. But do you think the system is kind of stymieing what he can actually do as far so, as like handles and all that? So I I could take this one. So I, I think that's a great question. Um, because we saw that was James Wiseman playing where he just didn't have to think. He right. was just doing what he wanted to do. He was dribbling up the floor. He was blocking weak side. He was just doing crazy stuff. And you saw flashes. We haven't seen Wiseman have a single flash this season. Part of that is because he has to actually try to play real basketball. He has to try to make defensive rotations. Can't foul. Puts his hand up, tries to contest. Let's the guy score every time on offense. You can't just get the ball and shoot, which is what he did two years ago. He actually has to try to run the offense that the Warriors want him to run, which to my point, again, it's not a fit because that's not how he wants to play basketball. Now you can argue with me whether that that is whether he should be playing basketball or not. But again, <laughs> if Wiseman was put in Orlando, he would get to do all those things anytime he wanted. Same with Kaminga, but you Longer don't get leash. to do that with the Warriors. Exactly. Jalen Green right now, I've been watching him this season. He goes three for 25 every other game. The dude's horrible. But it doesn't matter because – Jalen Green has flashes where he can score 35 points a game. So it doesn't matter. He could do whatever he wants. And so right now, if you're asking Jay Wiseman to play winning basketball, are the Warriors holding him back? But also, here's the thing. He was pretty bad. Right? His first that, – that first year is pretty bad. But that's what you expect. So it's a lot – I don't know. The Warriors, you know, you, you get humbled when you try to do crazy shit like this. And I think they're getting humbled a little bit. Uh, anyway, Moody MVP. Yo, can you guys hear me? We can hear you. Uh, so kind of uh, the grace period went from the first 20 games to 10 because this road trip that they got awful. Uh, so <laughs> I, I think what both in, I think a lot of the light years fans are kind of game at is Steph, Clay and Dre are the greatest trio in NBA history. Sons, the bulls, whichever era you want to pick. That's fast. Mo- Wiggins and Looney, through their own hard work, have become Warriors legends, whatever you want to call it. 
And they have been criticized for whatever, where it be clay-ups, Steph rolling his ankles, and then temper temperatures from Draymond Green. So I don't get why we have to coddle a third-year player, second-year player in <laughs> Wiseman who doesn't know how to catch a lob by pretty good passers in Jordan Poole and Steph Curry and gets cooked by Duncan Robinson and making him look like Steve Nash. I don't understand it. Like we have criticized legends into the method that bullying works. So why can't we just give fair criticism to a player who isn't ready yet? And to your point, let's send him to the G league, make him get some reps, but he's not ready yet. And so in the meantime, find options to make sure that in case he's not ready in the, in the future, that you could bounce back from it and potentially look good in the playoffs because this team is not it. You know, he, he brings a fair call. point. He brings a fair point. Um, let me counter uh, as the resident softy. I'm not. No. Um, <laughs> I think as long as Steph and Draymond are willing to be patient, no. they're going to be patient. They're trying to, they're trying the soft touch. At some point, the hard touch is coming. At some point, you know, there's going to be a little more anger behind it. But I, 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 I'm not surprised that they are they're starting this way. So we'll see. They sent Jordan Poole to the G League. True. That's and true. he was good before he got sent down. That's true. Dylan, what's up, bro? Hey guys. I'm actually just making some cookies right now. Up, so, yeah. What kind of, what kind of cookies? Uh, chocolate chip. No, oh, that's my shit. That's so, my shit. But yeah. Um. Any, anyway, any, any cookies, my favorite. Though. I'm not even gonna. Yeah. I said that. Yeah. But anyway. Um. So yeah. I. Uh, you guys know I'm not the biggest Steve Kerr fan, but uh, I gotta say this. He's actually done a, a decent job, like trying with Wiseman. I. It seems very clear that a directive has come down that uh, Wiseman has to play, and he's done like a good job of trying to work around that. I mean, we've been closer than we should be, considering some of the some of the defensive runs that they've had. People's uh. You know, I actually say offensive runs against our defense that they've had when he's been in. So, um, yeah, I, I just wanted to state that because everyone knows I'm not a big fan of Steve. That said, I wouldn't mind if, uh, you know, we wanted to promote Steve and hire the other Steve now that he's available. Um, you know, come home, Steve. <laughs> well. um, but, you know, I'm saying promote Steve. You know, we can give him a raise. He can become, you know, VP of Vibes in the front office. And then, you know, we bring in another Steve. We'll fresh VP Steve, of Vibes. Know? VP but, of yeah. which, which, which Steve's better with Vibes? Because it seemed like Steve Nash was just a Vibes guy, too. He was definitely right. a Vibes That's guy. what I'm saying. It'll be double Vibes guys, you know? <laughs> so we're just going to we're, we're gonna double it up. So The Warriors um, need and, some you know, Vibes, dude. The Warriors need yeah. some freaking Vibes. They, they need yeah, some. they really do. Oh my goodness! We were sitting here a month ago, and another we were sitting here together, and we were all saying, you know, the Warriors have the best vibes in the entire NBA, and look at us now. You know, Draymond knocks someone out, and uh, all of a sudden the Warriors are three and five. You is know? it all Draymond's fault? <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, that guy, that guy is that guy is uh, that guy's incredible. That guy's incredible. Yes. I don't know what got into him, but guy's incredible. I think before we go out here, I just want to say um, good for Steve Nash. Um, you know what bothered me was watching 20-year-olds with anime avatars say Steve Nash sucks. Steve Nash is one of the best players I've ever seen. 
phenomenal. Um, facts. I don't know if he's a good coach. I know he didn't. He wasn't allowed to coach. Um, so I'm not going to judge him for what happened in Brooklyn. Um, but it, it kind of sucked because Steve. I don't. I don't. I know you're an Ash guy. I, I yeah. felt it just bothered me that one of probably the more important players of my lifetime, my lifetime's long. So, you know, it's just like um, to see him kind of be a running joke. I want to, uh, you know, I, I want the Steve Nash revenge tour. I, it, I would not, I would be so happy if Steve Nash ended up on another team and like actually guided them. I, I agree. That was my main, I was very frustrated because it, it, for me, it's always the, he got hired and then Kyrie essentially says they don't even need a coach, right? That was one thing, eh, but you know, Kyrie's a good basketball player. Sure. He's a, he's a nutcase, but whatever you maybe get away with that. But then the stuff you, the stuff you see in public with Cam Thompson in the summer league where he's maybe like, in that case, yeah, yeah, I mean, he definitely has at the time, you know, maybe, <laughs> Uh, but then Cam Thompson, who's you know he's not a scrub, but he's not he's not a an NBA player. He's not Steve Nash. Ever. Yeah, and and he's just disrespecting in public Steve Nash. And I'm with you, man. That that point about one of the greatest players, two time MVP, leader of the seven seconds or less Suns, probably should have won a championship. Got got stolen by the Spurs, in my opinion. That guy disrespected like he's a clown by the by by those guys in Brooklyn. A total catastrophe. And I just. I'm with you. I hope he figures out. Maybe he just goes and becomes a soccer coach. I know he loves soccer. Maybe he just does that instead. But uh, if he wants to go with the go to the Warriors and 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 do his little spin, you know, remember when he was with KD yeah. doing a little spin stuff way back in the day? You know, maybe just bring the bring the good vibes back because the Warriors needed. But yeah, good good on Steve Nash for getting out of there. Uh, and then in typical Brooklyn fashion, Samuel they hire Ime Udoka almost immediately. So just classic classic Brooklyn Nets and, and Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and Joe Sy. Those guys are made for each other. I, ho- I hope they stay together forever. They, they deserve each other, all of them. I love I love that Net- Kyrie's still playing. No apology. <laughs> Just, what a joke. What did, you, Absol- do you, what did you feel about that over the weekend? The, the, did you see the, the presser yes. that he did? Yes. I think that I'm not going to get myself fired. So, <laughs> Um, <laughs> hypocrisy is the word that comes to mind. That's that's all I'm gonna say. I th- I think uh, if you're gonna be someone who's talking about social justice 24 seven, you can't do that. And then when you make a mistake, just act like a petulant child. Like that's my whole thing. I'm sitting here. I'm just like you guys are just clowns honestly i can't take any of you seriously so next time someone has an actual good cause to stand up for it's harder for me to take it seriously so that's that's where i'm at with it and we'll see how it plays out and with that the warriors are back on thursday